here I am in the place to be. Mr. K and B, you can't fuck with me. Extra sexy, extraordinary. Palms are hairy. Your mama pop. What up, y'all? K and B, the sexy ninja here for C Plus Studios and a Paper Saber Universe. Welcome to the Sexy Ninja Cast, a podcast where I talk about my loves and appreciations of things. And if I watch something, I want to talk about it. If I want to like motivate somebody or motivate you as a listener or however you're uh, watching us or listening to us. We're on YouTube, TikTok, all these great things. And this week's no different. I just watched Ant-Man because Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania is just right around the corner. And I really wanted to revisit this film. It came out in 2015. I believe the end of Phase 2, uh, you know, building up to Phase 3, which was starting off with Civil War, you know, Captain America versus Iron Man. And this movie was like, they announced this movie, and like, here you go. We're, we're doing Ant-Man with Paul Rudd. And everybody was like, Ant-Man? You know, like, what? why are we doing Ant-Man? You know, and I'm glad they did, because Scott Lang is a character that I, I, I gel with more than I did Hank. Hank Pym being the original Ant-Man. You know, I, I feel that Scott Lang's more relatable in the sense he's, you know, he's he's an ex-con in his film, gets out because he, he tried to, like, you know, he robbed these rich people and stuff like that. You know, and he was justifiable to how he did it, in my opinion. Like, he robbed these rich assholes, and then he had to go to jail for it. And Paul Rudd is so lovable as this character, as an actor, you know. He has so many great moments within the MCU you know, especially in Endgame when uh, he finally comes out of the uh, the quantum realm and stuff like that. Because uh, the great rat saves his ass, you know. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I really want to rewatch this movie. The third one's coming up. You know, I'm going to watch Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, next on my thing. But I was also thinking of just doing a little Scott Lang journey, you know, through Civil War and up to the Ant-Man and the Wasp and then Endgame and stuff like that. Then go see Quantumania, which me and uh, Doug will watch and review. You know, it's it's crazy. We're like in the 20th something of these movies so far. And I'm glad that Ant-Man, they brought Ant-Man to the table. And this movie is directed by Peyton Reed, uh, writers Edgar Wright, who I believe was originally directing the film and then some stuff happened and they just had to, you know, um, put in this guy, Peyton Reed and stuff like that. But it stars Paul Rudd, uh, Michael Douglas, Corey, uh, Corey, what? Corey Stahl as a... Yellow Jacket, you know, we'd have the have our bad guy. We have the Wasp herself, uh, Eva Jeline. I already said that. Lily as Hope Van Dyne, you know. Um, and it's just such a great cast. You got uh, Bobby Cannavale as Paxton, as uh, the cop who is uh, currently, I believe, uh, about to marry Scott Lang's uh, wife, I believe, in the film. If I'm not, Judy uh, uh, Greer as Maggie. Lang, you know, Paul's an ex, and you have uh, Cassie by Abby Ryder Forston, and I'm looking at Anthony Mackie's beautiful smile. Uh, Michael Pena as Luis, and I, Luis, I love Luis so much. You have David, uh, uh, David as Kurt, and T.I. as Dave, you know, his crew. You start this film starts off really strong with in the 80s, I think it's 89. Hank Pym going to Howard Stark and being like, yo, you ain't ever getting Pym tech. You know, no one's getting this because he is the Ant-Man and he has, he is holding on to 
the uh, pin particles, all that. He's holding it on for self because he knows it's too dangerous to get out there, you know. Being the Ant-Man is somebody that he, you know, with his war, with his wife and everything like that, and how she got lost in the quantum realm, you know, going subatonic with uh, the suit itself when they were trying to stop this uh, missile. And it's also about being a father and, like, failing as a father and trying to earn back that respect and love that you have with your kid and that's the way i took this movie as you know with scott you know he's just trying he gets out of prison you know he works at a uh, baskin robbins at first he gets fired because he's an ex-con you know he had to lie to get the job and the you know baskin robbins don't play <laughs> baskin robbins finds out everything so if you work at a baskin robbins you best watch your ass but you know he wants to connect back with his daughter uh, cassie and it's very uh, almost true near and dear to his origins in the comic books. You know, he worked for uh, Tony Stark, you know, when he, he was an up-model citizen. And well, not really, not, he was he was an up-model citizen prison because, you know, but he was really fucking smart with tech and stuff like that. And when he leaves the prison in the comic books, uh, they uh, the, the warden sets him up with Tony to be like his... Uh, help with security and stuff like that so that's when we that's where he comes from and he has a daughter named cassie um but he you know his sister watches uh the kid with uh, her husband and stuff like that and she gets sick and so he even working at uh working at stark industries he couldn't he had to find any way anyhow to get the surgery done you know he's he's trying so hard and he goes back to crime you know, it's it's his go-to because it, it's what he has to do. And just like this in the movie, he, you know, he's trying, his daughter, his mom doesn't want him around his daughter, you know, but she's like, we'll try to figure out something with this and stuff like that. And the uh, her fiance or whatever, um, Paxton, he's, he's a cop, he's an asshole, you know, he, he looks at Scott in such a low light and... Scott really doesn't have anybody. He just wants his daughter. You know, he wants to be there for his daughter. He wants to just show that, you know, what he can do. And he, he wants to be something, you know. And he, that's why I like his relationship with Hank. And Hank tells him, like, yo, I fucked up, you know, with Hope. But I want you to, you know, you, you have a second chance. I believe in redemption. And this is totally a redemption story from start to finish. Also a big heist movie. Very, I remember when this movie came out, it's very different tone in the MCU itself, you know, and that's when they started like doing these different things in the Marvel cinematic universe, you know, changing it up, not your typical superhero movie, which is still is your typical superhero movie, but you have Luis, Dave, Kurt, his crew. Um, and you have a uh, Darren cross who was a, a mentor who's mentored by uh, Dr. Hank Pym played by Michael Douglas. And he feels, you know, like he was the son that Hank never had, but wanted, you know, Hank saw a lot of promise in Darren. Also so much promise that he kind of pushed hope to the side after her mom dies, you know, putting, doing it in quotations, you know, he, he feels that guilt, you know, of being like, okay, well, cause he sets the bar in motion for Scott to, you know, to recruit Scott to stop cross because cross is trying to duplicate and replicate, sorry, um, Hank's work. You know, so he's building the yellow jacket. It's, it's basically the Ant-Man suit, you know, so he can shrink. But he wants, to, he wants to sell it to the highest bidder for war. Just imagine little people shrinking down to the size of an ant or whatever and then attacking, 
you know, uh, going after these countries. Unseen, unheard, you know, Hank doesn't want it. Hank knew this was going to happen. He couldn't let his technology go out there. And there's so many great things with Hank in this movie that I really love, especially when he's like, this isn't some cutesy Iron... It isn't the cutesy Iron Man suit that's out there. And I'm like, damn. (laughs) You know, because Hank and... Hank and Stark used to butt heads, and I, I just really liked oh Howard Stark, you know, and and Tony in in some ways, but that I just love the little jabs, uh, and Scott is just trying so hard. He's like, okay, well, you know, when he when he gets fired from Baskin Robbins, he goes to Luis. He's like, hey, I'll I'll hear about the job you're talking about. Luis sets it up. He's like, I heard it from this person, this person, this person. Great, great scene too. When he's like, I heard it from this person, this person, and I saw that uh, Luis is not in the third one. So I'm kind of like, oh, I, he, I didn't see him as a credit unless he does show up in the end of the movie because in the second movie, I, if I remember right, uh, they they create a security company, which they do in the comic books, but they create a security company in the second movie. He wasn't really in the second movie that much, if I don't remember, but you know that. But we'll, when I get to that movie, I'll get to that movie. <laughs> so you know, he goes and he wants. He's like, he wants to prove because he has to pay child support because um, his uh, ex-wife Maggie tells him like, hey, get on your feet. Get an apartment, do this, do that, you know, and once you get all that settled, then we'll talk about visitation rights. And he writes down a timeline and, so, you know, he's like, fuck, you know, I just want my daughter, you know. And he goes to Luis and they go set up this job with Kurt and um, Dave and everybody like that. And they go to Hank's house to because there's a safe in there that Luis heard about. And they're like, oh, it has money and this and that. Scott gets in. Scott goes past Hank's security. Bam, uh, blows up the safe, nothing in it but the Ant-Man suit. So he takes the Ant-Man suit, tries it on, and he shrinks himself, and then Hank gets in his ear. He's like, hey, you know, you're doing pretty good with this. Like, you know, this is a test run. See how you can do. Because Hank saw something in Scott from the get-go. Also, Scott's expendable. You know, because if he has um, Scott go in and gets caught by Cross and dies, you know, whatever. At least his daughter is not... In the crosshairs of Cross. Because <laughs> Hope is playing kind of like... Because Hope and uh, Hank's relationship is, is very bitter. Because he even mentions it in the film. that like he was on the board of directors and stuff like that. He got voted out. And the last person to vote him out was Hope. Then when Hope found out what Darren was trying to do. Trying to replicate uh, his work. And create uh, this yellow jacket suit and everything like that. Um, Hope was like, oh shit. And seeing how you know Darren is kind of losing his mind about it. She goes back to Hank, and Hank, they set up this plan, um, and they bring in, oh, Hank brings in Scott, Hope's a little jealous, because she's like, I know that place inside out, I've, I can wear the suit, blah, 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 you know, trying, trying so hard, but her dad will not let her, because her dad, in, in, in a lot of selfish ways, is just like, no, I don't want to lose you, I'm willing to lose this guy, but I'm not willing to lose you, and Scott tells Hope that, and that's what, that's when their relationship starts to mesh a little bit more, you know, together. And she, there, there's there's this great part too where they they're uh, talking about the heist and stuff like that, and yeah, of course Hope Hank Hank's like no you're not gonna do it and they walk out and she's standing by the corner and he, he Hank goes man I fucked up <laughs> there's no hope for me left you know pun intended there, there there's nothing left for me you know I she's I understand her her path but you Scott you have a chance at redemption. So, and I and I like the heist aspect. You know, it's really quick, and this movie's really fast. And the movie's really funny, and Luis Luis is 
by far the like for me next to Scott the heart of this movie. You know, next with Dave and Kurt, of course, his crew. But they set up the job. You know, crosses onto them. He beefs up security and everything at, at uh, Hank, uh, Hank's uh, techn- Hank technology, the building and stuff like that. That's about to be cross technology, and you know we we have some plays of Hydra and stuff like that, and all these little aspects of what Cross wants to do. He wants to sell it to the highest bidder, make a lot of money, cause you know, like so, just basically war profiting. That's what he's doing. That's what he's trying to sell the suit for. Um, but of course, Darren Cross is a little ahead of the curve than everybody else. Finally, he knows about Hank's plan. He knows that Hank's got this plan, blah, 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 blah. And then Ant-Man gets kind of caught in there. And so it, it's just all out. Like it, it's really fast. And when they break in, you know, the suit's going down and then Cross is like, look, I have the actual Ant-Man suit. Hank's pissed. You know, it's, it's just big. It's the finale of the movie. And, you know, of course they get out of it. Fucking Hank has a tank on his keychain, which is fucking awesome. And, they, you know, they get out of there. And then then we have the big showdown and fight between uh, Yellow Jacket and Ant-Man. They're fighting just so many great things with the shrinking. Like, like little like little things that I just like, ah, I never would have thought of that. Because it's, it's funny. It's also really fucking cool. Like, when they have a, the their big, fin, almost second battle... Um, on uh, the train set in Cassie's room. But you still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Know what I mean? So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little you mean? Yeah, yeah, we all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah. 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 We all artists, man. We go you feel me? We gonna have this like Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit. Right now. With this I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for real. Oh, don't lie. play with it. Don't play with it. No. Take that shit. You know, and it's, it's like they're showing it, like boom, 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 from the little perspective. Then when they pull back, <laughs> it's like. You know, it's nothing. <laughs> like this, uh, uh Ant Man's throwing these uh, trains at, at at Cross, and yeah, he's like blowing up each one. It looks so like cinematically, like oh shit! And then you then you pull back, you're like oh, poop, poop, poop. And and the great uh, Thomas the Tank getting thrown and get, getting like it getting big size. They have an ant that gets big, and Scott kind of makes the ultimate sacrifice when. He has to go, um, he has to, what do they call it? Uh, Subatotic, yeah. Well, he has to go smaller. He has to go in between uh, these little barriers and to defeat Yellow Jacket and defeat his suit and stuff like that. So he makes that jump and he gets caught up in the quantum realm. And he jumps in and he's shrinking and shrinking and shrinking and he finds a way to get out. And I, I like the fact that Paxton kind of like tells him in the end, after after the winning, after Darren Cross is dead, you know, everything's back to the way it needs to be. And Paxson, uh, Maggie's uh, fiance, and Cassie's stepdad, you know, they all, there's this great scene at the end on the table. And they're talking. And he's like, hey, you know, faulty equipment, whatever. You know, I, you need to be in your daughter's life. And I can't, I can't get in the way of that. 
you know, I won't get in the way of that. And I, and I laugh too because it's it's a really nice scene, and they're talking about Cassie doing cartwheels and stuff like that, and they're sitting there, and I'm just like, man, pa- Paxton, I like I like you, but such an asshole. Like you really were trying to throw this man behind bars again. Like you wanted him to go behind bars. Like you, um, and, uh, another great scene in this movie. I know I'm jumping all over the place, but another great scene in this movie is with uh, Sam Wilson, aka the Falcon, aka Captain Fucking America. Before Captain America, you know, <laughs> and Anthony Mackie, you know, gets his ass handed to him by Scott. And he, uh, my favorite part of that whole scene, it, well, two favorite, my first favorite parts when they're going and Hank's like, oh, yeah, some old Stark building, you know, this is where we're going to steal this uh, technology that I need to use for the heist or whatever. And then uh, Scott goes, you shit, you know, <laughs> it's, it was the Avengers compound Anthony Mackie comes out and they have this really great back and forth. And then uh, Scott gets what he needs and he, and he takes off and um, uh, Falcons all, um, Hey, no one told captain about this, you know, <laughs> and it plays into the end when Luis tells uh, Scott, like, Hey, we heard someone's looking for you. Avenger status, you know, looking for you. He's like, Oh yeah. And he's, he tells this great story. We got a great Stan Lee cameo. And I was like, Oh, Stan, I'll miss you, Stan. And, Bada bing, bada boom. It's Ant. It's uh, Sam Wilson. He's looking for Scott, you know, because he's going to play a big role in the next movie, which is uh, Captain America: Civil War, aka Avengers 2.0, and where we'll see the Giant Man aspect of the Ant Man suit itself, you know. And when Peter takes him down by telling everybody, "Hey guys, I saw a really old movie, Empire Strikes Back," where you know, <laughs> and I love, I love Sam's like reaction to Tony's like. Damn it, Tony, how old is this kid? You know, so great. I, I really had fun with this movie again. I It's been a while since I've seen it, and I really like the father aspect, the redemption part of trying. I'm, I'm a father. And the first time I saw this, you know, it was back in 2015. You know, I, I it was a movie that I was like, okay, cool. Now we're going to the next adventure of this MCU. But now that I go back and I watch these movies, I have a little more sentimental value to it, you know, like I rewatching Wakanda Forever, it, it just, it, I just had that lump in my throat the entire film, and I can't wait to talk about that on another podcast, but this movie, like, kind of made me tear up a little bit, because I, my, my, you know, it's funny, my, I had some co, the reason why, I, like, Ant-Man, like, even came on the table just to rewatch, like, the little backstory, is I'm at work, uh, my co-workers were like, hey, Kyle, you know, we are trying to decide who you are inside the MCU, and I was like, I started laughing. And for me, I'm automatically, I'm Captain America. I have to be. I'm noble. You know, all this and that. No, they're like, you're Coulson. I was like, well, Coulson to you guys, huh? You know, and I was like, okay, well, I fake my death to bring the Avengers together. You know, I'm, I'm kind of the thread inside the first phase, you know, all the way down to the last Avengers movie. Gets a TV show that kind of goes nowhere. But okay, fine. I'll, I, Coulson, I could see. And I told my wife. My wife got offended. She was like, hey, no way you're Coulson. I was like, oh, shit, who am I? <laughs> she goes, you're Scott. I was like, wait, what, Ant-Man? I'm, I'm Scott? And she goes, yeah, she goes, you're Scott. She goes, that's the way I see you as if I had to pick somebody from the MCU. And I thought about it, I'm like, babe, I was like, you made my whole fucking day. Like, you know, I, I strive to be Batman. I strive to be Green Lantern. I strive to be um, Captain America, like all those values and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, Scott is so relatable after watching the movie again. I was like, damn, you know, he's just a dad trying to trying trying to make better. And now that he's labeled as a hero, makes it even cooler for his daughter, Cassie. 
you know, and there's just that heartbreaking scene when he gets he gets lost in the quantum realm at the end of uh, the last next movie, and then he comes back and Cassie's older. You know, he he missed more time with her, and now we got Ant Man Quantum Mania coming up, and I feel I this is my like a prediction, but I feel like he's gonna die. That's gonna suck. That's gonna really either either he dies or he does something to let Kang out of the quantum realm. You know, he he's gonna be the reason why Kang is let loose, or he's gonna die stopping this version of Kang. But it's it's I I there's I feel like there's a lot of stakes going on, and this is the start of Phase Five. Uh, I believe this is this is where we're going all the way down to the uh, Dynasty of Kang, all the way to Secret Wars. You know, now we're building towards Kang the Conqueror, coming here and fucking shit up. You know, he's a time traveler, all this stuff. So we, we it, it, the future is crazy right now with Mar- Marvel. And I'm, I'm along for the ride. And also DC just announced their stuff. So I'm just like, man, I got movies for days, movies I can go back. So I can't wait to watch Ant-Man and the Wasp. We're rewatching and talk about it here on the podcast because I really did enjoy this watch of Ant-Man. Enjoyed it a lot more than I thought. You know, and that that's just the gist of these movies, man. You just go back and you, you have different perspectives of things. And that's the way I look at it. You know, I, I always find something new to digest and think about and talk about, you know, and Scott's character himself and what he, where he's at now, you know, in the third movie, like his journey to that point, you know, and I'm, and I'm really fucking mad. I'm not mad. I'm sad. Really honest. Um, Chadwick Boseman didn't have this journey yeah the first movie you know he was yeah he was in game uh he was more in infinity war and you know he then then the second movie's coming along and he's not there for the second one so after re-watching wakanda forever again i was just like that that lump in my throat and i'm like man this movie's beautiful this movie just makes you think and just appreciate life and the loved ones around you but that's for another time folks and this movie ant-man i would say out of a scale of 10 I give it a solid seven and a half out of ten. Seven and a half out of ten. I, I probably when I walked out of the movie theater because I do this all the time. I walk out of the movie theater. I'm like, that was the greatest fucking movie I ever saw. Then I go and see it again. I'm like, ah, this could have been the thing. And then, you know, kind of critiquing after that. You know, fuck. I walked out. I won't get into that. Never mind. <laughs> it's gonna be a whole nother fucking rant. But no, seven and a half out of ten. Ant Man, go give it a rewatch from 2015. I'm gonna go watch Ant Man and the Wasp so we can build up to the third movie. I am excited, you know, because this is a new phase, a new beginning, new mid credit scenes, end credit scenes, and oh, and the um, what was the first one? The first one was uh, Hope and Hank uh, mid credit scene where she's finally gonna get her suit and be the wasp, you know, for the next film. Uh, the end, end credit scene was a scene where they have Bucky in his arms caught and Captain, uh, they're on the run now because of the super reg- superhero registration act and stuff like that. And it's, um, it's, uh, Sam and Captain, uh, together and Captain goes, uh, do you know a guy? And, and, the, and, uh, Sam's like, yeah, I know a guy, Ant-Man. That's who they're going to get to help them with their war with Tony and everything like that. So, um, 
great. Like I said, seven and a half out of ten. Had a big had had a blast with this one. So many great scenes, so many great jokes. You know, especially in the starting when. Before I go, I love in the starting, you know, we see Scott in jail and he's fighting this guy named Peachy and he gets his cut and uh, they go outside and Luis is like, hey, what happened here? And he goes, oh, Peachy, they got weird goodbyes, you know, <laughs> this is what happened. So, and then uh, Luis is like, oh yeah, I still got mine. I'm the only fool that knocked him out, you know. <laughs> so, Ant-Man from 2015, the movie's PG-13, it's about an hour and 57 minutes. Just If you just want to watch something fun, you know, go check it out. Uh, I can't wait to watch the next movie because I have not seen. I think I've only seen. I've I've probably seen the first this Ant Man, at least several times. And Ant Man and the Wasp, I probably saw once in the theater, and no, I would say twice because usually if once it comes out on physical media, uh, then I, and then I uh, rewatch it when it comes out. Then after that, it sits on the shelf. So I probably seen it twice. But I really don't remember the plot. I know little things here and there that I can vaguely remember about the second movie. So can't wait to dive back in. Can't wait to see where we go with the story, especially these two characters and seeing Scott. I love, I love, I love Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's so adorable. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, so that's it, doll. Seven and a half out of ten. Ant Man, two thousand fifteen. Go check it out. Tell me what you thought of the movie. If you've seen the movie, if you you know, tell me what was your thoughts on the whole movie. You know, what, did you like it? Do you do you think it was worthy of being the end of a phase two right after Age of Ultron, Avengers: Age of Ultron? You know, so that's it. That's all, folks. And after that, you're gonna hit that like. You're gonna hit that subscribe. You're gonna share it with your grandma. Share it with your grandpa. Share it with the bum down at Walmart. And tell him, K. M.B. The Sexy Ninja sent you. Give him a hug, too. Tell him it's going to be all right, man. It's going to be all right. Then always, 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 always remember. Whoop, whoop.